Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Matrix. This is the copper color one, the one you call Brother Vincent, also now known as the Truth Seeker. I pray and ask the Father to give us guidance here and learn the word that he wants us to learn and the things that he wants to learn here in this earth. I pray and say thank you, Most High, for giving me the strength and the power to fight through each and every day. Now, I'm going forward trying to uh, let us know that the last podcast that we did, which was the Law of the Gospel, you got to understand now, we, we now know what the Law of the Gospel is, you know, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. And as long as you know that, you're pretty much going to know where you're going to go and what you have to do. So today, I'm going to title this podcast, The Way of the Heathen. And that's going to kind of point us and put these two together so we can have some context. I try to explain to you the Most High is telling us that he has for himself one group of people that he's dealing with in the Bible. You can read that Bible all day long and it will tell you there's one group of people that he's dealing with and those people are the ones that he's trying to establish for the whole world, okay? And these group of people or his chosen people, and they have tribes. We actually have 12 of them. So, again, at the end of the day, we're talking one group of people, but we're talking 12 distinct, different groups of people within that group of people. I hope we can understand that because that's important as we go along and find out how, how, how we interact with each other as a people. And one thing is for sure, just how they were then at the beginning or end of, the, of our Bible, our history book, those same people are the same people today. We act the same way. The most I call us stiff-necked people because we, for whatever reason, find it hard to listen and understand what it is that he's trying to tell us because I think, and this is my opinion, but since I seem to be one of them, uh, that, that we know everything, that we're, you, you can't tell us anything. You're going to have to listen. Everybody think they know everything, but if you can just stop for a minute and just listen and hear what the Most High is saying, then guess what? You're going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better person. And again, that brings us back to do unto others as you will have them do unto you. So let's get back to this way of the heathen so we can kind of tie all this stuff together because, again, today uh, is a very important day for the people here in this earth. They, they want to celebrate this day. And, hey, I get it. I, I don't even get mad anymore. I don't even get upset. It's like, okay, fine. I get it. But I understand now why they do what they do. Because, again, if you don't study, if you don't read, if you don't try to 
find out who your creator is, you're never going to know who you are. And that's therein lies the problem. That's where that stiff neckness come in at because we think we know everything or you can't tell us anything or you don't want to learn anything new. This is where you're going to be at. And that's, that's sad, but that's the reality of the situation because we have not changed from the very beginning all the way to now. We're going to still be those same people unless we repent of all the evil and godly things that we do. You're not going to know who your father is. So let's get back to this way of the heathen. And uh, basically what I'm going to do is give you a definition, first of all, uh, what uh, a heathen is and now to kind of help us uh, figure out where we need to go. So went into uh, uh, Blue Letter, Blue Letter uh, Bible and I'm using Strong's definition here. And it comes from uh, the word goe or goe, and the plural that would be going. Now, uh, this is Strong's H1465, and their definition is a foreign nation, hence a Gentile, also figuratively a troop of animals or a flight of locusts, Gentile, heathen, nation, people. So now you get an understanding. Uh, what that is, but let's kind of go a little deeper so we can, you know, do a breakdown here because we, we we need to get to the get down. Let's go to Webster, the 1828 dictionary, and see what the what a heathen is. Uh, and it's in noun Greek from heath, that is one who lives in the country or woods as pagan from pagus, a village. So let's go to their first actual. Definition, a pagan, a Gentile, one who worship idols or is unacquainted with the true God. In the scriptures, the word seems to comprehend all nations except the Jews or Israelites as they were all strangers to the true religion and all addicted to idolatry. The word may now be applied perhaps, I'm reading what's here, to all nations except to Christians and Mohammedans, Mohammedans. Sorry, their second definition: a rude, illiterate, barbarous person. So, I'm not going to expand on their opinions with uh, Webster. Uh, that's what they did. They they gave you definition, then they gave you some opinion. But okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna roll with it. Let's go to the Ethymoline Dic Dictionary and see what. Uh, a heathen is old English heathen not Christian or Jewish also as a noun heathen man one of a race or nation which does not acknowledge the God of the Bible okay so now we pretty much got a diff definition of what a heathen is a heathen breaking it down is one who does not believe in the most high in God and most people say well that sounds like an atheist okay I'm just putting here and having you understand what a heathen is if you want to make that combination uh, that's 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 up to you but that's what a heathen is that that's any race or that does not believe in the most high they believe in other gods 
They do not believe in the one true God. So that's what a heathen is. So with that being said, I need to take you to uh, Jeremiah chapter 10. And I'm going to read verse 1 through 4. And then I'm going to do a summary. And it will behoove you to read the whole chapter. Because basically, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, idolatry. But I want you to get an understanding. Because this is what we're going to do. We're going to search out this matter. And then there will be a conclusion to this matter. We're going to find out what this heathen is. And what it is they like to do. And why they like to do it. It's just that simple. So let's read the first verse here. Jeremiah. Hear ye. The word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Okay, again, he's only talking to one group of people. He's not talking to the whole world. He's not talking to all these other people who are uh, from another nation or anything right now. In Jeremiah, he's talking to one group of people, O house of Israel. Of Israel, one specific group of people. All right, so we got that established. Verse 2 Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Okay, so we're getting getting somewhere here. He said, Don't be like the heathen. So we just broke down what a heathen is. Okay, we don't have to keep going over it, but again, this is one group of people that the Most High chose, the house of Israel. He's asking them not to be like the heathen, people who worship other gods, who are into idolatry and all that stuff there. Don't be like them. And he asked, uh, telling them, don't be dismayed at the signs of heaven. So w w what is he really saying here? Well, what he's saying here, there's all kinds of things that's going to be going on in this world. And don't be dismayed. You know what I'm saying? These things need to come to pass. And because they're going to be upset with it, you don't need to be upset with it. Case in point, you got this pandemic that's going on. <clears throat> and all these people are talking about is, hey, I can't wait till things get back to normal. Okay, that's a heathen talking. Because in reality, this is going to come to pass. The Most High is telling us, don't worry about this. But as far as I'm concerned, this is, is a play. That's exactly what it is. And that's what I call it. And that's what the Most High called it. They can call it whatever they want. But the problem is, they think things are going to get back to normal. And they're not. I don't want things to get back to normal. What, what is normal? Normal is for you to be oppressed, walked over, stepped on, all this stuff, you know, called out of your name. Of course, by words, we, we didn't went through all that. All this stuff, you know, being disrespected day in and day out, not giving the credit that you deserve each and every day for all the things that you do. And you, you're just a sideshow, you know what I'm saying? You're a joke. You know, so it's like, no, we're not trying to be like that. We're not trying to go back to that. We don't want to be like that. But that's what they want. They want to get back to their riches. 
you know, where they can go back out to their restaurants, to their concerts, to the football, basketball, soccer, all their games, all their, their things that are deceptions to us here in this earth. This stuff they love. This is what the heathen do. They like all this stuff. They like all their idolatry. They like, you know, praying to their gods. They won't say that, you know, but this is what they do. They'll like, no, we don't pray to other gods. We know there's only one God and we pray to that God. Well, let's put that to the test because this is what we're going to find out, you know, because they did. They will understand what's going on, but they don't because they don't read. And this is what the heathen do. They try to make things appear the way it is, and it's not. So let's get back to uh, verse 3. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Okay. Kind of self-explanatory to me. These are the customs. You have a person that's cutting a tree out of the, out of the forest, and he uses an axe to cut that tree. Verse 4, they deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. So they fasten it still with hammer and nails. Okay, you cut down a brand new tree, bring it in house, outside, however you want to, but you make sure it doesn't move, and then you decorate it with silver and gold. You know, you, you, you hear boughs of you know, silver and gold. So this is what they do. This is that time of the year for them where uh, everything is great. Nothing can go wrong. I'm going to be happy during this time of the year. But what about the rest of the time of the year? You know, what about do unto others as you will have them do unto you 24 hours a day, seven days a week? No. We only want to be happy this one time of the year that we made up that we decided that we're going to use this date as the birth of our Messiah and celebrate it on this particular day. Now, he, we all know he's not born on this date. And why is it that you want to use this date? Well, it goes back to their past. They use that date because this is what they used to do uh, back in their, their heathen days, which, again, <laughs> hasn't changed. And this is what they do. They celebrate, and they can celebrate this, uh, their, whatever it is they want to do to feel comfortable. If this is what they want to do, that's fine. We, we, we went down this path before as far as why they celebrate this day, but I'm trying to give you a little more context here because this is what they're saying, that they want to celebrate this day unto the Most High. You know, they want to say, hey, we, we, we know who your son is. And we're going to pick this day and we're going to buy gifts, give it to people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to do. Doesn't make any sense. Just one day. Stressing out. People spending all their money, going into debt, uh, robbing and stealing to do all this <laughs> to justify getting gifts for their loved ones to be perceived as being nice. So, you know, that's, that's, that's crazy because again, it doesn't make any sense, but this is what they do. And, uh, we'll go forth from there and, 
And here, here's the kicker, though. Okay, why are they doing all this? This is the same as what I was reading here. And, uh, okay, so let's go forth from here. So with all that being said, that's Jeremiah chapter 10. Now let's go get some more context. Because, again, like I was saying before, these people are saying all this. They're doing this because they want to celebrate uh Jesus' birthday and all that stuff there. Okay. They want to do it unto the Lord. They want to tell the Lord, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Get it. So let's go now into Exodus uh, chapter 32. And I think I might have made a mistake with Jeremiah because I think I said has 35 verses, but I'm, uh, I'm apologizing. This is uh, Exodus, which has uh, 30, 35 verses. So uh, let's read here what happens when Moses, and this goes again with the law of the gospel. This is what he was doing when he went up to the mount and get the word, uh, get the law from our father. And when, verse 1, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For is this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt? We want not what is becoming him. So it's like, hey, we, they, they, want, they want some gods they want to pray to because now they don't know what happened to Moses. Remember, Moses is up there 40 days, 40 nights. So let's go to verse two. And Aaron said unto them, break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, of your daughters, and bring them unto me. Verse three. And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. Verse four. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, they, these be thy gods. O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Well, therein there is a problem. <laughs> because how in the world can this golden calf bring you up out? You already know who brought you out of, it, out, out of Egypt. That was the most high. You saw the cloud before you. You saw the cloud in back of you. He's protecting you, the front and your back. So, no. This golden calf, these these idols here, you you, you that's not going to save you. That, that you can't pray, you can, but that's not going to help you. Here they thinking they're praying to this golden calf on the behalf of the Most High. So that's crazy. So verse five, and when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Oh, man, that's a problem. So now that he created all this, and now they're saying they're going to do this in honor of the Most High. Dude, y'all tripping. There's no way in the world, but this is the thinking. You see what I'm saying? This is how people are thinking. All this that they're doing, they want to say they did all this to the glory of God. To the most high and we all know this is not to the glory of the most high same thing with this this christmas tree and stuff everybody want to say they doing this to the glory of our messiah and all praises be to the most high and it's like no it don't work that way 
you're corrupting yourself. You're making yourself look ignorant. Okay. Wrong choice of word because ignorant means you. Yeah, yeah, it is ignorant because you just don't know. But you, you, you're confusing yourself. Okay. So that is not going to be true. And uh, this is what they were doing. This is what this is what their thinking is. That they're doing all this to the glory of the Most High. And uh, that's just not going to happen. And while they're doing that, let's get on down to uh, verse 9. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. He's talking about us again. He told Moses, hey, you need to go down there, and you need to talk to your people. Because, again, they're tripping. That's when he was saying that was in uh, uh, verse 7. And let me, of course, let me read that. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Okay? Did you get that? He said, we have corrupted ourselves. That means you, you, whatever it is you're doing that you think you're doing, you're doing it to the detriment of your own self. This is not good. Corrupt means bad. There's nothing good about being corrupted. We know that. So that's 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 not good. So the most high was so upset. And here's what I found out again that uh it's beautiful with this. Because you're gonna find beauty in everything, or you should be able to. That the most high got so upset, he got so upset. This is what he said here in verse 10. Now, therefore, he's talking to Moses, let me alone that I that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make uh, thee a great nation. Most I got so upset that he said, hey, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> I'm going to kill them all. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get rid of them because they're not they're not worth my time. I brought them out of Egypt, got them away from all that, and this this is how they repay me. So again, he's hot. He's upset. But here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of all this. This is what I love. Moses, you can read all this for yourself. In verse 13, he said, Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Most High say he going to give us our land, and we're going to inherit it forever. He said this unto himself. And here's the beauty. And the Lord, in verse 14, Repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people because Moses reminded him of what he promised us and asked him not to do what he thought in his mind and his heart to do, which was to consume us, to wipe us off the face of the map, off the face of this earth because we're stiff-necked people. We won't listen. We won't do what he asks us to do, which is the law of the gospel. Do unto others as you will have them do unto you.
That's all. Now here, what we talked about in the last podcast when I was bringing that up and why he was up there, he was going to give us that law of the gospel, but because we erred, we went off the rails, he gave us a lesser law that will point toward that law of the gospel. And the lesser laws were the sacrifices and the ordinances and all that stuff there that we know to be true today. And once we did that, uh, we can, once we learn or mature, we will be able to understand the law of the gospel and go forth from there. So that's where we're at with that. What I'm trying to do now is have everybody understand that just because you say that you want to celebrate something and do it to the honor of the most high, that in reality, you need to think this thing through because who are you really doing it to? And are you corrupting yourself by doing what you're doing? Think about it. They made this date up that we all know is not true. They made this image up, which we all know is not true. And they made this party up because of lack of better words. And we know that is not true. Why, why, why are you trying to do all this? We all know now this is not this is nothing more than just marketing. This is them finding a way to feel better about themselves for one day. But now the other uh, 360 something days they they can go back to being evil. <laughs> that makes no sense. They can still uh, do evil and godly things. I mean, if that's the case, if you really was going to truly follow that spirit, uh, what you're saying as far as our Messiah, then you would do this every day of the week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But they won't do it. They can't do it because it's not in them to do it. And therein lies the problem. For anyone that decided they want to go down this path, then that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to go down this path, but it's not going to be good for you. And uh, why is it not going to be good for you? Because the Most High says, you know, hey, if you want to trip, I'm going to trip with you. And this is what the Most High says, okay? In verse 26 of Exodus, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. So now we're finding out that Moses said, hey, after he came down from the, the mountain, uh, these people down here thinking they're celebrating to the most high. And he's telling them, no, you have corrupted yourself. He's telling them, no, anybody that's on the side of the most high, you need to come over here and everybody else. You know, if you don't, you can stay over there. So this is where we're at. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves unto him. And verse 27. And he said unto them, Thus said the Lord, God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. Verse 28. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And there fell other people that day about 3,000 men. 
Okay. So, with that being said is, there's going to be repercussions for everything. And the Most High is asking you, well, which side are you going to stand on? Are you going to stand on the side of the heathen? Or are you going to stand on the side of the Most High? Because guess what? You're corrupting yourself in all the things that you're doing. No matter what you think you believe in, you're wrong. So, in order for you to uncorrupt yourself, you're going to have to repent. And if not, you're going to do it to your detriment because uh, this thing is not good. You can go read and understand for yourself. You can read Jeremiah, the whole chapter. That's chapter 10. You can read Exodus 32, the whole chapter. You can read the sealed portion, the whole chapter 18. You can put all those together. And I'm telling you, you'll still come out to the same thing. That you, you're going to corrupt yourself if you think listening to yourself or watching other people or these other nations which are heathen that uh, this is fine by the most high that this is all good no you're corrupting yourself and you're corrupting your children and here's the thing that we're trying to do if you believe in what you believe that's fine I'm not going to argue with you because I've been there I told you before Hey, once you wake up and understand, then you have to move on. You got a decision to make. But don't try to play it off that, hey, I'm doing this because, you know, we've always done it. Or, well, we're not, we know we're not really celebrating his birthday. But this brings the family together and we all have a good time. And come on, man, stop it. You can do that any day of the week. You should be doing that every day of the week. So you're being delusional to yourself. So I'm asking you, stop playing games. Stop playing mental games with yourself because you're lying to yourself. That's all you're doing. But here's the, this is what, if you get nothing else out of this, I keep trying to tell you, we're going to have to break the chains of this cycle. We can't keep doing what we're doing and think we're going to get closer to the most high. That's not going to happen. As long as we keep doing it the way we've been doing it, we're always going to be where we're at. We're trying to get closer to our Father so we can get up out of this mess. And the only way we can get out of this mess, the sooner we change our thinking, the sooner we start reaching out to our Father, our whole lives are going to change. He said he's going to put us back at the head. The only way that's going to happen is for us to repent, pray to our Father. He will hear us as a group once he does that. It's a wrap for everybody else. But as long as you keep thinking that you want to do what they do, then guess what? The longer it's going to be for us. But we're going to get there. But it's just going to take a little bit longer. So I'm asking you to teach your sons, your daughters to come up out of here. Stop doing this evilness. Stop doing what the heathen do and make our lives and get our lives back together. Our story here is in this Bible. It's in this history book. It's an open book test. Read it. You'll gain the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that you're looking for. And once you do that, then you can make a decision and stop being a stiff-necked people. Stop thinking you know everything. You are going to have to save yourself. There's no preacher. There's no pastor. There's no one mother, father, son, daughter that's going to save you in the judgment bar or at the judgment bar. We're going to be there ourselves. You're going to have to save yourself, meaning you're going to have to seek and find your own salvation. 
That's the only way this thing works. There's nobody there that's going to give you this information, including me. I can't save you. All I could do is give you information in the hopes that you can save yourself. That's all I'm trying to do. I can't save you. I could barely save myself. So I'm trying, if you can hear me clearly and plainly, I'm asking you, put our put our children first now. Let's come up out of this stuff. Let's change the way we think. Because the sooner we can get through these generations here, the sooner we can get back to our father. So that's where I'm at. We need to change and we can start with our older elders or older adults who all should know better, but don't. So let's change. I'm not trying to uh, disrespect anyone. I'm not. I'm just saying, hey, help us help ourselves. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all. And hopefully we can get to where we need to get to without killing each one in the process. So with all that being said, I pray to our Father and thank you for having us search out this matter. And I pray that this is a conclusion of this matter. I pray most high and thank you for the power and strength, the knowledge, wisdom, and the understanding to read the words that's here and pray that anyone that can hear this can understand what it is that we're trying to do here in this earth so we can find our way back home. I pray, Most High, that we can keep it moving because that's all I can do is to keep it moving. All these things I ask in your son's name and let us say, so be it.